بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبو القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات المهد وأكرمني بنور الفهد اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزان علمك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين Continuing our discussion about practical wisdom Today inshallah we talk about wisdom in speech which is not just wisdom in talking sometimes also can be wisdom in silence so whether we should speak or not need wisdom you don't speak just because you are excited or you don't keep silent because you are just worried or you are nervous or you feel shy we have to overcome our emotions and feelings and speak or remain silent based on reason based on wisdom so inshallah today we talk about wisdom in a speech but before we talk about this there is a beautiful hadith that relates to wisdom in general from Amir al-Mu'minin alayhi salam and I would like to share that hadith first with you and then inshallah we go to our main topic for today this hadith is in Nahdu al-Balaghi and also in Muntakhab al-Mizan al-Hikmah there is a section about Lajaj. Lajaj means insisting on something without good reason. Sometimes you insist because of good reason. That is not Lajaj. But Lajaj means you insist without good reason. You don't want to change your mind. You don't want to change your salam your position. You just repeat yourself and keep insisting. Lajaj is one of the things that contradicts wisdom. This hadith is the last hadith in the section on Lajaj in Mizan al-Hikmah, Muntakhab al-Mizan al-Hikmah, but it is from Nahdjur Balaq. It refers to few issues, few aspects of wisdom. Iyaka wal'ajalata bil'umur qabla awaniha. Be careful not to rush in doing things before their time <coughs> arrives. Everything has a proper time. 
al-umuru marhunatun ba'awqatha everything has a particular time and depends on that time we muslims and other religious communities uh, <coughs> that we have lots of occasions in our calendar or you know we have particular time for prayer we should automatically be trained to think of proper timing for everything yeah for your salat or fajr your midday prayer afternoon prayer evening prayer night prayer everything is a proper time kitaban mawquta as the quran says salat is kitaban mawquta comes with timing this timing then should be expanded to other things when you want to for example travel when you want to study when you want to visit family when you want to go for hajj when you want to go for ziyarah when you want to marry when you want to have children when you want to buy a house everything has a time that if you do it in that time would be wise if you do it before or after may not be wise okay so don't rush normally I, I i shouldn't say it's norm but unfortunately it's common it's not normal but it's common that people rush yeah people are hasting unless they are supposed to do for you something then they take their time <laughs> when they want something they rush they rush <laughs> do it now do it now but when they are supposed to deliver something they take their time as much as possible even unfortunately especially nowadays because people many times run away from responsibility so if they are supposed to do something for example which has a time framework of five days they don't say i will do it for you you know the first day they take their time even they don't tell you that i will do it the last day they keep you wandering from the beginning to the end because they don't want to even commit to the last day so maybe i do tomorrow like sometimes people when want to deliver you know something you know you buy furniture they want to deliver sometimes they are very kind they say you know we come at this time sometimes they say you know between this and this you know you have to just wonder when they come so in requesting and demanding they rush in delivering normally they take their time as much as possible but Amir al-Mu'minin says hikmah is not to rush not to do things before their time comes and also awet tasaqqut or in some versions tasabbut with sa and ba tasabbut means delay fiha inda imkana when something is possible don't delay so don't rush and don't delay do it in the proper time avil lajajatu fiha 
Iza tanakarat. Don't insist on doing something when there are no clear signs. Tanakarat is unknown and mixed with uncertainty. You are not sure. If you are not sure, your study, your consultation has not convinced you that this is the right time, don't undertake doing this. But on the other hand, but also don't be lazy or you know don't uh, underestimate doing something <coughs> when it's clear that this is the time okay so when it's like a crossroad when it is green light go when there is red light or you are not clear what is the light you stop so don't rush before the time comes don't delay when it's possible to do it and it's a good time don't insist on doing something when you don't have evidence and don't lose opportunity of doing this and don't be lazy when everything shows that this is the right time. As a general rule, Amir al Mumin says, put everything in its due place. This is Adl, but this is also Hekma. Because Hekma and Adl, as we said in Abayad, are very closely connected. But Hekma requires more than justice. Yeah? Some things maybe have no right over us, but they have a certain uh, manner or timing. For example, maybe I put my, say for example, my you know very good, if I have very good clothes that I use for official ceremony, okay? Maybe I cannot say this dress has a right over me to keep it clean because it's a dress. It's not a human being or animal that has right over me. So maybe I cannot say I have done zorn to it if I don't keep it clean or I don't put it in the cupboard. But certainly I can say it's unwise not to put it in the right place or not to keep it you know, clean or tidy. So hikmah is more comprehensive and inclusive than adl. And you remember the example also we had in Aghaid. Who remembers in Aghaid when you want to distinguish between justice and wisdom <coughs> about giving money? He said, if someone is distributing money that belongs to us unequally and this is equal share this is good but if he is giving from his own pocket he gives to some people more to some people less to some people nothing you cannot say you are doing zul because it's his own money but you can say if you are a wise person you must have a good reason 
why you give some people more, some people less. You remember in Apart we discussed this. We said we cannot question Allah why you have given some people children, some people have no children, some people are healthy, some, yeah? You cannot question him because you have no right over him. But you can say, is it possible that I know wisdom behind it? I don't have any right. But what's the wisdom behind it? Because I know you are wise. And then, of course, the answer is, I will share you with, with you some of the wisdom, but don't expect to understand everything. <laughs> <laughs> and the beauty of wisdom is that you cannot say, I know everything, so you question wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because there, are, there is so much that you don't know. Okay. Now, after this beautiful hadith, which is about wisdom in general, and particularly about being careful about the timing, not rushing, not delaying, not insisting, but on the other hand, not to be very, you know, lazy or, you know, disheartened. Now we go to a speech. First, I mentioned a few hadiths about a speech. And then, inshallah, we talk about some characteristics of wise speech according to the Quran. Of course, in this hadith, also some of them are mentioned, but we focus on the Quran afterwards. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-jamalu fil-lisan. Beauty is in tongue, in speech. Beauty of human beings more than their body or dress is in their speech. If someone speaks beautifully, then finds his or her place in every place, every group, every society, community, they love him or her. But if you are very beautiful and handsome, but you speak rudely and impolitely. No one, you know, wants to be with you. Al-jamalu fil-lisan. Or in another hadith, Rasulullah said, Zalaqatul-lisan, zal and qaf. Zalaqatul-lisan ra'asul mal. Eloquence and beauty of a speech is the capital. You don't need that much other things. If you have the main capital, other things come. But if you don't have this, even if you have lots of other capital, they will not work. Amirul Mu'minin alayhi salam said, Al-lisanu mizanul insan. Tongue or a speech is the scale for human beings. This, this is a scale for weighing and measuring and evaluating people. Of course, the main scale is their heart and aql. But what is your way to access heart and aql? It's the speech. Yeah? And we have this, that 
speech interprets your aql. Al-insanu lubbuhu lisanuhu wa aqluhu dinuhu. This is also from Amirul Mu'minin. Great emphasis is put on a speech. Human being, his lub, his like brain, is his speech, his tongue. What does it mean? It means that the way to look at someone's intellect for outsiders is what he says. No? How can a doctor understand someone is ill? Some of the illnesses are very deep inside, but there are symptoms. And these symptoms are normally on the surface of body. Yeah, if fever was just inside, it was difficult for doctor to understand <clears throat> to diagnose. Yeah, but the good thing is that if it is fever, if it's the color is pale or red, whatever, if there is a uh, pr uh, pressure in blood, everything on the surface can be seen. You can see rationality of people, understanding of people, knowledge of people, even akhlaq of people through what they say. Even if they are dishonest, listening to them after a while shows that. You cannot deceive all people all the time. Yeah? And those who have basira, those who have insight, they understand it very quickly. Like, for, suppose someone who, has, who is ill, but is hiding his illness from doctor. For example, he doesn't want to show that he has fever, so he holds some ice in his hand. But the doctor understands. Or the other way, there's a naughty student doesn't want to go to school, puts his hand in under hot water and says, you know, I have fever. Experienced doctor understands because normally this symptom comes with another symptom. You know? <laughs> so it's not easy to deceive an experienced person. So those who tell lies, maybe they can deceive naive people, but they cannot deceive people who have experience and uh, insight. So, lobbuhu, lesanuhu, wa aqluhu, dinuhu. And his intellect is his faith. So much connection between aql and religion. Yes. 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 So, lob means inside can be brain, like your aql or your brain. In another hadith, Amir al Bumanin said, Your tongue is interpreter of your aql. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Salamatul insan fi hifz al lisan. 
Your safety depends on watching your tongue. If you look at people's lives, if you look at societies, countries, you see many, many problems are just because of not speaking properly. Lots of family issues, lots of community issues. Even wars happen. Conflict between politicians, for example, political parties. Many of these problems go back to either they don't communicate or they miscommunicate. Sometimes an unwise word can cause war, division, fight, especially between religions, between sects, denominations. Many things like this can happen when there is sensitivity, when people are very sensitive, when people hold something with maximum respect and sacredness, and another person doesn't know how to talk about that thing, can trigger fight. So many people are troubling themselves and other people because they don't speak properly. I'm not saying if you speak properly, you don't have any problem. No, because there are other people who don't speak properly. <laughs> And there are people who are not reasonable, even if you speak. But I am saying great portion of problems is because of not communicating properly. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, among his great blessings, mentions teaching how to express yourself. Ar-Rahman. Al-Bayan comes right after yeah? Allah taught us how to express ourselves. It's very important that you express yourself in the right time and with the right manner. So, salamatul insan fi lisan. Safety of human being lies in watching the tongue. In another hadith, Rasulullah said, this is a beautiful, you can say, analogy perhaps, but maybe it's also a reality hidden from us. Maybe an analogy. When you start your day, yeah? When a human being starts his day, all organs somehow beg the tongue. 
and say, you know, please, please be careful. Because if you do properly, we are okay. If you don't act properly, we all get into problems. Lots of worries and stress and fights and conflicts. Losing job or many things can happen if you are not careful. Means fear God with respect to us. <laughs> because of Allah have mercy on us. We all depend on you. Imagine if there is a country and has one spokesman and everyone else is not able to speak. That one person is very important, yeah? Imagine all of them are unable to speak. Only one person in that country talks. Peace, war, business, tourism, I don't know. Everything depends on that person. This is our situation. With respect to Trump. In another hadith, Amir al-Mu'mineen said, sorry, Rasulullah said, لا يسلم أحد من الذنوب حتى يخزن لسانه. No one would be safe from sins unless protects his tongue or her tongue. Without controlling your tongue, you cannot avoid all the sins. Some people have mentioned up to seventy sins that relate to tongue. Amir al said, Whoever protects his tongue, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would provide him with cover. The things that he doesn't want people to know, Allah keep them secret for him as long as he controls his own tongue. So if you speak properly the rest will be okay Amir al muni also, also said ma min shay'in ahqq bitul sajn min al-lisan there is nothing that deserves to be imprisoned like tongue Yes. There is nothing which deserves long imprisonment like tongue. And I think I told you that one of the wise things that Allah has observed in creating human being is that He has given you two eyes two ears, even nose has two channels, but one tongue, with two doors, your teeth and your lips, two doors. 
So we have to be very careful about this part of body, which if functions properly is the best part. If misfunctions is the worst part. The next hadith is from Amirul Mu'minin, but he quotes Rasulullah. Rasulullah. Amirul Mu'minin says, Rasulullah said, La yastagimu imanu abdin hatta yastagima qalbuh. Your iman cannot be alright unless your heart is alright. But wala yastagimu qalbuhu hatta yastagima lisan. And your heart cannot be all right on the right track, istiqama, on the right track, unless your tongue is on the right track. So, whoever among you can make sure that he meets Allah while his hands are not involved in killing people or damaging their money, and his tongue is not also responsible for damaging reputation of people. Must do it. So if you can meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without being doing without doing any harm to people's money or blood or reputation, you must do it. Money and blood is with hands most of the time. Reputation normally is with the tongue. Normally people with words damage reputation. With hand, you cannot damage reputation. Normally, unless you make mockery with hand, you know. But normally, it's with speech that people damage reputation. Amir al Mumin said, Lesanul aqile vara aqalbe, waqalbul ahmaqe vara al-lesan. Maybe this means that a rational, intelligent, wise person, first he thinks and then he speaks. A person who is not intelligent, first he speaks and then he thinks if he thinks. Sometimes even after he speaks, doesn't think. But normally realities of life force him to think. What did you say? Reactions make him think. Then he regrets. Why I said this? You should think first and then speak, not vice versa. And last hadith, Imam Bakr alayhi salam, Inna hadha lisan miftahu kull khayran wa sharr. If you want to summarize, you can say, this hadith. The, this tongue 
is the key for everything good and bad. فَيَنْبَغِي لِلْمُؤْمِنِ أَنْ يَخْتِمَ عَلَى لِسَانِهِ كَمَا يَخْتِمُ عَلَى ذَحَبِهِ وَفِذَّتِهِ A believer should seal his tongue as he seals his gold and silver. How you protect and keep in a safe place your gold and silver? Also be careful about your tongue. Don't expose it too much. Don't speak too much. Don't say everything. Protect it. Okay. So I think we realize that how much emphasis is put on proper usage of tongue, proper speech. And this is just sample. There are many, many things about this. And also in the discussions about uh, spirituality, we talked about uh, speaking the least as one of the five practical instructions uh, in the book self-development. Now, let's refer to the Quran and see what are requirements or characteristics of proper speech. In the Quran, we have few characteristics. One is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you should say, I'm not saying in order, these are different characteristics. Qawlan ma'roofan. Qawlan ma'roof. For example, Surah Baqarah, verse 235. Surah Baqarah 263. Surah Nisa number 5. I give you references. You can go and check the context. Nisa 5. Surah An-Nisa, verse 5. Surah An-Nisa, verse 8. Farzuquhum min waqulu lahum qawlan ma'rufa. Surah Ahzab, 32. Waqulna qawlan ma'rufa. So in five verses, qawl is characterized with ma'roof. So one of the things that we should make sure that we observe is what we say should be ma'roof. What is ma'roof? Ah. What does it mean is known? Ah. Ma'roof, of course, there are lots of discussions here among Mufassirin, interpreters of the Quran. But maybe we can summarize in this way. Ma'roof 
is something which is recognized to be acceptable. Of course, what is the measure for acceptance can vary. It can be according to ORF, according to the common sense of ordinary people, it can be a common sense of uh, religious people, believers, it can be according to Quran, according to Sunnah, according to Aql. For us that, Alhamdulillah, we have all these things because a Muslim observes the requirements of rational people. <laughs> on top of that, requirements of believers. On top of that, must be intelligent and check with the Quran and Hadith. So there are lots of things. You know, imagine like your food. Our food is to be the most <coughs> carefully selected food. So if there are things that non-believers eat, Sorry, they don't eat because it's not hygienic. We also don't eat. Or it's not healthy. We also don't eat. But among things that they eat, we have more requirements. So we eat anything which is good, which is healthy, which is clean. But plus, it has to be halal. Plus, it has to be my own you know, money. Yeah? No poor person should be looking at what I eat without sharing with them. I have lots of requirements. Yeah. So for us, a good food has more requirements than a good food for someone who is not religious. Yeah. It's not the other way around, or it's not that they have some requirements, we have some requirements. No, normally we should have higher standards. Okay? So the same should be with other things. We try not to do something which is not acceptable according to ORF of ordinary people, but also we have our own ORF. You know, there are things that you cannot do on the streets in London, so we don't do it. There are things that also you cannot do in the mosque. We also observe that as well. No? So on top of what everyone here observes, we have more to observe. And then there are things that in Hose you have to observe. There's more than even mosque that all mu'minin go. Yeah? So we build upon that. So ma'roof means something which is compatible with norms and standards and these norms and standards can have different levels depending on which circle you are associating yourself with so when it comes to us speaking to people how polite should we be very <coughs> we should not say what educated, polite people 
in the society avoid, should not say, but also there are things that they may say, but for us it's root. Yeah, what is root for them, it's root for us, but something which is not root for them still might be root for us. Yeah, for example, they don't swear at their father or mother, we don't swear, but also maybe something for them is not good. For example, to call your father with first name, but we don't call our father with first name because we have higher standards. Yeah. Or you, the way you dress in front of your parents. In some societies, maybe they can come in front of their parents with, you know, swimming dress or I don't know, nakedly. But we have higher status. So ma'aruf for us is higher, not less, not parallel, most of the time. Unless they have something which is un-Islamic totally. Maybe there are societies that they have some orf which is based on jahiliyyah, like Quraysh, you know, before Islam, you know, Mecca before Islam, they had some orf that was jahiliyyah. That is something different. But most of people don't have that. So, what you say should be ma'roof means recognized to be according to standards expected from a good person from a polite person okay number two for answers you should also say what is beautiful and what is the best surat baqarah number 83 you must say to people husna host in arabic as i have said many times is not just good host is good which is beautiful the emphasis is put on both khair means good khair opposite to shaf khair sometimes is better but Khair sometimes means good, opposite to shaf. But host is goodness and beauty together. Speak to people in a beautiful manner. And nas, also as you know, normally in the Quran, nas means people who may not share with us our faith. Nas can be a Muslim from another school of Islam or can be a non-Muslim. Yeah, human beings. For example, Imam Sadiq alayhi salam in reference to this ayah said visit their ill people. If a non-Shia becomes ill you go and visit them, you attend their funerals, you say prayer in their mosques, if they are Sunnis, for example, Sunni brothers. This is part of We as Shia cannot say bad things to non-Shia. 
if we follow the Quran and Ahlul Bayt. If we follow Quran, we should speak with a nice way, meet them, respect them. Don't let even physical separation be established. Go to their funeral, go to their mosque, go to their gatherings. Imam Bakr said, this Hassan is to say to people what you like to hear. So, this is another part of wisdom. You speak beautifully. But in Surat Isra, number 53, Allah says, وَقُلْ لِعِبَادِي يَقُولُ الَّتِي Tell my servants to say what is the best, what is the most beautiful. So if you can say something better, don't be satisfied with something which is just good. Yeah? It's like an artist. A good artist never reserves his talents and skills. Yeah? Every piece he tries to make it as best as he can. A good engineer, a good architect, a good builder, a good cook, a good lecturer always tries to make his work the best. Yeah, forget those who cheat. They just try to finish it and run away. But someone who loves his job, yeah? If you are the best cook, what do you do? You make food as best as you can. If you are the best gardener, you make the best garden as good as you can. So when you can say something better, don't say just what is good. This is why I say with a kind of also pain that the followers of Ahlul Bayt must be the most polite people in the world. We can disagree with people. We can sometimes criticize. But you have to be always polite and respectful. No one should be more polite than you. Three. Quran says what you say should be sadid. Fair. Surat Nisa number nine. فَلْيَتَّقُوا اللَّهِ وَلْيَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا They should have fear of God, they should have taqwa, piety, and they should say what is fair. So when we say beautiful, we don't mean 
to say something which is not true, something which has no basis, to flatter people, yeah? Or in Farsi, we say khali bandi, you know? In English, what should we say? Bluff? Bluff? Bluffing, for example. No. Pardon? Flattering is different. Flattering is with respect to someone. Khalibandi <coughs> is something about themselves. They bluff about themselves. Yes? So, this is not beautiful. This is not a qawla hasan. You know that you flatter people, you say things which are not right. You know, it has to be firm. means it has to be based on facts, on arguments. You believe in what you say, and you can argue for what you say. You know, sometimes people make a beautiful home, but it can only last few years. We want something which is beautiful, but can last forever. Even, for example, if you talk to children about religion, about akhlaq, it should be simple, but fair. Inshallah, I will talk about being simple. It should be simple, easy to understand, but at the same time, fair. Not that something that later, when they grow up, they say, you know, what they used to teach us in madrasa was not correct. We, un- we accepted, but it was not correct. No, you should say something which is always correct, but simple. Don't say all the details. Don't say complicated arguments, but something which is correct. So, It's firm. Based on fact, with argument, with proper thinking, Something that you do not regret, something that you would not be easily proved wrong. Surat Ahzab, also verse 70. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu taqullah wa qulu qawlan sadida. Oh, those who have faith, have taqwa, like previous ayah, falyattaqullah wal yagulu qawlan sadida. Here is ittaqullah. This is for the present, not for absent. It shows taqwa and proper speech are very much connected. Verse 70. Ahzab. Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu taqullah wa qulu qawlan sadida. You should have taqwa and say what is firm. Again, Mufassirin have said different things about Sadir, but what can be common is strong and firm. Inshallah, after a short break, we continue with other characteristics of proper speech according to the Quran. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Oh.